We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. Welcome in to another BuzzBeat episode. This is Richie. And if you are listening to this one, I assume that you've already listened to the Steve Clifford one. But if you haven't, you can go back and listen to that one after this one. This is a player episode from Media Day. And on this specific episode that you're listening to right now, Lamella Ball, Rosier, Teo, Leaky Black, and Richards will all appear on this specific episode. And that's it for the player episodes today. Uh, I'm going to put them in more bite-sized and manageable pieces tomorrow as well. You'll get two more on Wednesday tomorrow with Mark Williams, Neil Akina, PJ, and Bailey. And then a separate one with Bridges, Book Knight, Martin, and McGowans. And then the fifth one will be for our BuzzBeat Plus subscribers. Thank you guys so much for subscribing to that. If you want to go to buzzbeat.substack.com, to learn more information about how you can get ad-free listening and early access to episodes, typically hours before, and exclusive content like this episode that you guys are going about to hear on Wednesday for our BuzzBeat Plus subscribers. You'll get an episode with Brandon Miller, Gordon Hayward, JT Thor, and Nick Smith Jr. So I know there's not a lot of commentary on this, and you can find some of these clips floating around Twitter and videos like that. But just wanted to put it all together so it's convenient for you guys to listen to. I know that sometimes the questions are harder to hear, but the responses, because the players had a mic, you guys should be able to hear the responses as they reflect on last season as well as looking forward to this upcoming season as training camp and preseason is starting to pick up here. I will say that my wife and I are expecting our second child. She's going to be induced on Thursday. So in terms of episodes next week, if they do come your way, I doubt that I will appear on them. And so my appearances might be a little bit more sporadic in this first month. So, just bear with us, Lee, Brian, and Spencer. We're going to try to get those out to you guys. Some preseason episodes, some over-under episodes, some uh, season outlook episodes, things like that. So we will get more episodes out, but my appearances, especially in this first month, 
might be a little bit more sporadic because we've got a baby girl arriving on Thursday, maybe Friday, depending on when they induce my wife. So without further delay, guys, let's get into this with LaMelo, Rozier, Teo, Leaky Black, and Nick Richards as they join the media on Monday. Welcome back. Obviously, uh, your season was disappointing last year. Well, the injuries and getting cut short. What the summer been like? And uh, I guess, what did you learn about yourself having to come back and, and rehab? I'm probably, I'm guessing, more of a more significant injury that you had. Yeah. Uh, summer, pretty much just a lot of rehab. I mean, it, Danny was here the, most of the summer in uh, Cali, seeing the family a little, but yeah, mostly just rehab. What do you think? Obviously, that's just being talked on everybody because of a lot of the injuries. What do you think about kind of where this team is at and who you have talent-wise kind of to work Yeah, with? I, I think we're in a good spot going the right way. Just everybody here, you know. We already started this pretty much like three weeks ago. Everybody been in the gym, so I, I feel like we're in a good spot. Uh, Steve just said a minute ago, this is the most talented team that he's ever coached as a head coach. What do you think about, kind of going off that question about the talent levels? This is the most talented team you've been a part of in the NBA. Two, um, you spent some time with Brandon Miller now. What, do, what does he look like and just shoot around better yet? Right. Yeah, I feel like we got a, a real talented team, of course. And then B. Miller, yeah, he's a great player. I mean, he feel like he know how to play the game. Just playing alongside him has already felt right, you know, smooth. So it's been good. Lamelo, last season you had a career high of volume behind the arc and a career low at the rim. Do you think that the injuries play a factor like in your mind, mentally or subconsciously, about not attacking the rim as much? And do you want to balance that a little bit more? Uh, no, nah, I just go out there and hoop for real. I mean, wherever the ball falls, that's where it falls. So make some, miss some. Just try to make more than you miss. Lamelo, what does the next step of your career look like from a stylistic standpoint from the game that you play and also from a team standpoint what what is the next level that you need to get to look like you're saying as a team or me oh uh definitely we're shooting for the playoffs so that's first so definitely just getting in there and making some noise and for your game individually me individually just every day i try to get better just if it's working on defense and offense and so i was just trying to put it together I don't mention things started with you guys guess three weeks ago in terms of workouts and being yeah. here. What was that like and how important that could you guys be able to have another workout to be able to get to when you want to get to the season? Right, yeah, it's just big, you know, seeing everybody here so you can tell people are dedicated, you know, want to win and stuff like that. So just having everybody early is just a, it's a it's good to look at. And then for you, how do you deal with physically with your ankle and then with you doing anything to protect them more this year than previous season? Uh, yeah, they, we'd have been talking about that and stuff. And then, like I said, been rehabbing the whole summer and still just rehabbing and just with the treatment on the time. So getting better and better. So what kind of braces or anything you know, there? No, I wear braces. Oh, you wear braces? Yeah. That's what I was doing, follow up with the metal. This is, you know, the braces. Have you ever worn those in your life? And yeah, not, not in my life, but uh, this summer and stuff, they, they had me in them, been wearing them and stuff. So it's, I thought it was going to be like a real big deal, but it's, it don't feel too bad. We stay like low tops, so we go like a little hotter. Uh, it's uh, like high, mid type, however my shoe is. It's like in between. Lamel, what do you think you need to do to help elevate the team to make the playoffs this year? I mean, just stay engaged, be a leader, just do everything I can to help the team for real. They have splits. We got one in the back. Rob Launch. 
in the, uh, you raised in our, the Clothing Brand LaFrance recent collection with Pumasu. Uh, yeah. Can you describe Alistair Inc. as a, a, a venture brand that way? You, you say what at the end? Alistair Inc. is a venture brand that you grow. Uh, yeah, I mean, just, you know, showing it to the world, wearing it all the time, you know, having kids in it, just everything, you know. It's one of them lifestyle brands. Worth that being on the government staff. Appreciate you, brother. this year than I ever been putting on a Charlotte Hornets uniform. Uh, main reason is because I think I, I took this summer, I had the best summer. Uh, just doing things that I wanted to do, standpoint is being in the gym and being in the weight room, uh, you know, making sure my body is, is perfect. And, you know, obviously showing the young guys coming in here early before training camp starts, showing, showing the young guys that I care and showing that, you know, we're ready to all get over this hump, uh, you know, and, these last couple of years haven't been what we wanted. So me coming in early was just something, you know, just trying to let the young guys know that, uh, that it's important and, you know, that I care and, you know, I'm ready to get to it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Would you say, just a follow-up, maybe some of the disappointment of last season, given the expectations you had, did that play a significant role in sort of your excitement to kind of get back to and surpass where this team was before last season? Personally, for myself, as uh, far as the way I think I performed last year, this is definitely, I knew, like a reality hit, so I just know I'm, I'm back to better than ever that I've ever been in my uh, basketball as, as a person, so I just feel great. Barry, we've heard a lot of people talk about the talent. Cliff said it's the best talent he's been around. What does that look like on the floor to you, especially as you've seen a lot of guys in here early as, as you have been as well? Uh, it just looked like a, a lot of guys like that can hoop and just that can, that can, that can play. You know, we, we've been playing a lot these last couple of weeks, and, you know, it's just – when you're getting 
eight to ten guys out there that can really, you know, that's talking and really go get a bucket for themselves, really communicating, playing defense, and and we all got that togetherness up there before we even playing. You know, we before we break down, we're doing defensive drills. You can just tell that everybody's buying in, and that would make that would make us different. You know, even if last year's team. If we had what we had on paper, if we wasn't we wasn't here early, so just to see that, I think this this means a lot for us all to be here early and see the guys really showing improvement from the, uh, off last season to this season. How does Brandon change things for you with his length? Cliff mentioned his basketball IQ. How is he a game changer for you guys? Uh, he's huge. He's huge. Uh, he's definitely one of the guys I'm most excited about watching. Uh, a boy can hoop, he play made, he don't really need the ball to, to be out there and, and to make a difference uh, on the defense end or offense end. So I'm excited to see his growth already and you know he definitely belongs in this league. He, he got the perfect pace. So I'm excited and I think I can speak for us all. We all excited to see him. Terry, just because of the way the season went last year, I know a lot of people probably don't don't follow the team closely didn't realize how many injuries you guys have really had. Do you feel like there's a lot of people overlooking you guys? Do you feel that going into the season? Yeah, I mean, you know, it just kind of come with it. The East just got tougher, uh, things that's going on. Obviously, our last two seasons, dealing with injuries and stuff like that, dealing with guys not being on the team. So, you know, that's always tough. But, you know, like I mentioned before, I like being the team that everybody slept on. So when you come in Charlotte, you think it's a night off or whatever, it's going to help us to my bench. Talent-wise, how do you think this roster stacks up compared to how you have been previously mentioned? You're happy to put a new form this year compared to years past. How much does the roster now excite you guys compared to the previous couple of years, I guess? Yeah, I mean, it's no knock on our, you know, our, my previous Charlotte Hornets team, but this is definitely by far the you know, most talented, uh, you know, guys that can, that really care in the locker room. And like I said, it's no knock on previous teams, but we have a great locker room. We have guys that can really uh, do what we need and play their role. And, and you can just, you can see that right now. And it's just, it's just good to see that early before the season starts. It's all getting in there early. So, but this is by far, I wouldn't say by far, but this is definitely the most talented team since I put on the Charlotte Hornets uniform. Terry, as one of the veteran voices of this team, how do you help the younger players get acclimated to being able to get through an 82 game season? Uh, you know it's tough. You know it's tough. I always tell them it's gonna be it's gonna be ups and downs. It's gonna be a long season. It's gonna be bumps in the road. It's gonna be times where you're gonna get more opportunities than you than you ever thought. It's gonna be times where you don't get no opportunities at all. But uh, you know I was just just reminding them to stay the course. Like that's book night right there. Just trying to stay on the state of course all the time. But you know it's important. And, you know, like I said, when you got a great locker room, you got guys that really get along, it makes my job easier. What have you seen from Book and Nick Smith, some of those younger guards, and how they've kind of progressed throughout the years of the Just the difference in them being in there, being in there and just, you know, showing that uh, how bad they want it, how bad they want to play and stuff like that. Book has always been a great talent that we all respect uh, on the court, so it's just good to see him. Nick Smith is another guy that, you know, I wasn't really aware of, but can really, really play. Who plays hard and you know and like picking me up for in in the, in the uh, since we've been playing fives. So you know, it's just just seeing that right there is just I, I like where guys heads at. And we're gonna be we're gonna be straight. What's it like for you, uh, CRJ Hunter back here? Oh uh, yeah, that's my guy. Or that's not my, back here, but he yeah, right. came in with Boston with him, and he's kind of had uh, a couple tough years. But mm -hmm. back and yeah, no, I'm aware. I'm aware of his situation. Uh, been supporting him, uh, you know, through all these years and. 
he definitely had like a little clothing line. I, I, I got with him this summer, and then it was right around the time when we heard the news where he's gonna be with Charlotte Hornets. So it's just it's just good to see, you know, a friend to to, to keep working and you know just have that bounce back. And no matter what he went through, you know, to still to show that he can he can play and do what he love. What was your reaction? I was I was excited. I was excited. I think we both was around Miami at the time. So like I said, we kicked it. We had fun. I was excited though. Good for him. Good for his family. Terry, you played a lot of point guard last season, mostly due to injury. But do you feel that that diminishes your your role as a spacer and a shooter? And has Cliff given you any indication like he wants to avoid that this season? Uh, no. I mean, I think last year was just it was just kind of you know a, a tough tough spot dealing with injuries because you know all my life I've been a point guard, so it don't really matter. I'm a combo guard, but. One of my strengths, one of my main strengths is spotting up shooting. I didn't really get that many last year. Obviously dealing with our strengths of our team and people being injured, injured and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I never make excuses. I, whatever role I need to play, I, you know, I try to do it to my best ability. Some nights I'm better than others, it is what it is. But I'm just excited that, you know, for now that we got everybody and hopefully we're not going to we all stay healthy. And, you know, I can do what I love and, and play at that combo guard spot. Terry, if you could, could you describe your relationship with Miles Bridges and your thoughts on his return this season? Uh, Miles, my boy. I think we all, I think everybody know that. Uh, just super happy that uh, that he's back with us. Uh, definitely missed him last year. He's, he's a great guy in the locker room. Great teammate. One of the funniest teammates I ever had. You know, he always lighten up the mood with situations. He's, he's a great talker. A lot of people don't talk about his leadership skills. Great talker, whether in the timeouts and stuff like that. So, I think I can speak for us all. It's just, it's, a huge help to our team, and you know I'm happy for him. Well, I'd be one of the better voices in the locker room, obviously. Like, but has any of the young cats in there taught you something, like throughout your tenure here in Charlotte? Uh, I'm always willing to learn. I can't really point out specifically what what I've been taught, but you know, nothing really surprises me every day. You know how, how hard these guys work, and you know, just I mean, I never played with a young guy like Melo before, just being who he is and you know and, and being in that space every day and see how he handles it but you know that's you know that's something that you can tell your kids I play with like you know and he's younger than me but that's that's still dope and um uh but these young guys like I said man they work hard and one thing I can learn learn from them is like shit they keep me young and they make me want to keep working too every day and I ain't gonna old but still keep me super young. <laughs> <laughs> can Lamelo turn into a guy who kind of lead like you, I mean, everybody leads differently. He needs somebody who leads like you do in like a demand accountability from other guys as, as you go throughout a season? Uh, like, I, like you said, everybody, everybody, uh, everybody leads differently. And I don't think I'm super demanding. I like, I don't, I, I'm more lead by example guy. If I see something, you know, then, you know, I, I try to still let people be professionals and stay in their own space. but. I think Melo has a unique talent, and he is who he is. You can never change that. Uh, but uh, I think the way he leads is is just going to be a little different than people expect. But at the same time, it's it's it's, it's something that we never seen before in this game, especially in this Hornets uniform. So if everybody follows suit, we'd be alright. Have you tried the new candy bar? I tried that shit like four times today. I'm tired of eating that. <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Beast, though. Cliff, Cliff talked a little bit about how you and Gordon were the players he was most impressed with from like a player development standpoint. Um, you're coming off your career highs and uh, points and assists. Is there any specific area 
where he said you had a great summer. I think Cliff just giving us a shout out because we, we was here. I think yeah. we respect that. No, nah, but it was it was a lot of fun, man. Just us being here, uh, you know, I always joke around with G, but it's just, you know, happy to see him in the, in the sessions and have us hooping. But uh, what else did you ask? So I'm just saying, like, from a from an improvement standpoint, you said you did everything you wanted to do yeah. after coming off like a right. Yeah, not be a yeah, career year, but obviously, you know, I'm team first. We, you know, we still didn't do what we want to do, and that's make the playoffs. It. I think, you know, obviously, you take the the points and assists. And it was my highest, but you know, I think this was the worst year I could have had as far as leading and just you know being who I am. So I think that kind of did a, it, it played a lot into my summer, and I feel great as I've ever been. And you know, I'm ready for this season. So. It's going to be super exciting. Terry, obviously, the last few years have been differently um, with the play and then last year you guys not really in the play picture. How different was it going into the offseason for those two seasons in particular? Was there the same kind of drive and motivation, or was it one kind of different from the other? I'm always so motivated, so I don't want nobody to think different of that. Like, I'm always. I wake up motivated, that's just who I am, but it's just something different about this summer, me just taking full control of what I wanted to do as far as my body and on the court. And I know it uh, helped me become a better player in person right now. So it definitely has some motivation behind last season uh, versus the last two seasons. So this it's, it's been a great summer. I'm excited for the season for sure. Terry, we've had a few years in the play-in tournament. Now the NBA has the mid-season tournament. I'm just curious, as a veteran player, what your opinion is on the mid-season tournament. I like it. It's smart. I know what they're doing. But obviously, you know, they want to get everybody to play as much games as they can, and uh, you know, it means something. You know, all these games. You you think about football and stuff like that. Like they play once a week, and it's like they got time. Where we played so many games, and you might get caught up in like trying to take a game off or not. You know. Thinking since it don't mean that game 13 versus game 67. So since you throw in the tournaments, it's kind of like, you know, give you something to play for, or even the guys that never even played in the playoffs before, it give you give you that that kind of hunger that you can have, that you can carry with you all season. So I like it. Terry, when Lamelo gets paid like that in this offseason, we talked about the leadership, something different for Lamelo. Is there an unspoken shift? change in leadership or demeanor within the locker room when the organization makes an investment officially like they did with Lamella? Yeah, yeah, automatically, automatically. I think everybody know that. You, you get paid the big bucks, you know, you got that respect all around. But, you know, like I said, Melo is different. He always had that respect and just who he is. But he's not a guy who, he had everything. He always had everything since he was young. So he, he he's the same every day. You know, you won't really notice the 260. Still cheap as hell. That's my boy. <laughs> but nah, but yeah, it's just I'm excited to see it grow for every day. You know, whether it's 260, whether you keep getting paid another 260. Like I'm glad that I can you know call him my teammate, and I'm glad for him that he stays the same no matter what. All right, we'll end it there. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Y'all try these bars, man. Y'all take the bars. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, you just signed a couple days ago. Why did you feel like Charlotte? Why did you want to come back to Charlotte? Maybe what factor did you decide to make again? Um, I think uh, just you know having them uh, taking a chance on me last year uh, after like at the start of uh, literally like a training camp or like when the season was about to start. I think it was something that uh, I appreciated and uh, with how the year went and uh, I felt like. Uh, we like uh, getting more established with the team, getting to 
on their coaching staff, players a little bit more. I felt like that was the right move to do. Um, Frank was in here, Frank Nowicki was in here in Bailey a little while ago and said you guys have a little bit of a relationship with playing in France. What's it like uh, having a guy that you played on the national team and in the club scene with here and how have you helped him sort of kind of get up to speed being one of the new guys in Charlotte? Uh, it's always a plus, you know, to have somebody that uh, you've been knowing before uh, getting to the league. Uh, guy that uh, who was in France, uh, played together, playing against. Uh, it was always good. So, you know, we just trying to take care of each other and uh, trying to make sure we both uh, make the best of our opportunities here. After playing on a two-way last year, uh, was there any disappointment in getting another two-way? Were you hoping for a standard NBA contract? And how did you handle that news? I think it was the goal, yeah, for sure. But, you know, ultimately, you know, I feel like it's kind of just the same as when you get drafted. Uh, the number or the contract don't really matter. What matters is what you do when you get the opportunity. And uh, that's really what I'm focused on, on to make the most out of it, uh, whether it's at practice, games, back in the GD for a little bit. Just anywhere I go, just trying to make sure that I make the most out of it. You know, like a lot of the returning guys have put a sense of urgency to, to see the next step take place. How evident is that in your conversations, not just with Cliff, but I mean, your teammates as well as you've gotten back here? Yeah, I think it's been, uh, yeah, like you said, with the returning guys, that have been a, a point that they made. Uh, I feel like they really want to feel like they want to take the next step and uh, start proving the team that we can be. Um, so it really starts with, you know, the way we come to the gym, the way we work out, the way we handle ourselves. But obviously, uh, we want to have a big year, and uh, it's on us to put the work in and get the results that we deserve. Dennis obviously is not here anymore, and sort of like the crystal clear backup point guard spot. I think it's kind of uh, maybe unsettled right now. So, Cliff talked to you guys about how, you know, is there a competition for that spot? To get take up those minutes that Dennis took last year? How are you kind of approaching that backup point guard spot in terms of how you guys are going to fill it as a unit? Um, no, we haven't really talked about it with Cliff uh, to answer your question, but obviously everybody want to get some play time, and uh, that's a part of basketball is competition. So, you know, every time we get the chance to prove ourselves, I uh, think uh, that's something we want to do. Uh, and uh, obviously want it to be a healthy competition, but we Everybody wants that spot, so, you know, it's always good competition. You see this as, a, obviously, like the other guys Mark played, you see this as a big opportunity for you, seeing that there's really no one that, you know, I guess is taking over, obviously, for Dennis. Do you see this as a big opportunity for you to kind of go and get that spot and kind of burp or establish yourself here in the NBA? Yeah, it for sure is, uh, you know, but uh, I'm, not, I'm not the coach. I'm not deciding which means I'm going to get, but I can decide the way I handle myself. I practice the way I'm being professional when I come into the gym or whatever I'm asked to do, and uh, that's what I'm intending to do for sure. You're obviously a point guard and on the smaller side, but you were one of the better players last year in terms of drawing fouls for Charlotte. Uh, what do you attribute that to, and why is it so important as a point guard to get downhill as often as possible? Um, I think it's a huge part of my game for sure, um, you know, to be able to draw fouls, um, get free points at the free throw line. Um, technically, like, the free throw is the most efficient uh, shot that you can get uh, on the court. So being able to uh, add uh, that to my game to be uh, in a way that I'm efficient, I think is something that is huge for me. And I think it's always something that 
always been somebody that I love to get to the paint. Uh, and like, I feel like it's pretty confident making decisions when I'm driving or just playing out the pick and roll. And so I just want to use it as much as possible. Is it hard for you last year? I think you were in Open Houston's training camp for last yep. year and they got released and you came in here like a week before the season started. Was it hard to kind of learn on the fly last season when you came into the brand new location or second brand new location number weeks and I guess obviously you feel much more prepared having been with Charlotte for a year heading into yeah. this training camp and the full thing, you know, coming in at the very tail end. Yeah, it was, it was for sure a little bit hard, you know, like to shift uh, myself from uh, the Rockets to directly to Hornets and the season literally was about to start when I got here. Um, I think we had like maybe like one preseason game or not even. Um, but I just got thrown into the fire, and uh, so I didn't really have the time to think or get acclimated, um, just kind of go. And uh, like the question you asked me earlier, you know, I feel way more confident, you know, having a whole season, um, being able to be there for training camp to get to learn and keep learning uh, coaches, players, teammates. Uh, I think it's a, a huge plus for me compared to last year. You had a long time this offseason without being with the team. Did you always think it would be the Charlotte Hornets in the end, or did you really have any idea where you were going to end up? Uh, I wasn't really trying to focus on that during the summer. Uh, I think a huge part was really uh, making, uh, improving my game, uh, you know, and letting my agents um, do what's best for me. I know that as soon as they offered the restricted uh, uh, the offer, uh, that qualifying offer, I think. Uh, I think it was something that was in my mind for sure. Um, but I already was focused on how I can improve my game and be ready uh, at training camp and during the season to show the team that I improved and that I can handle more responsibility uh, to help the team. Leaky, welcome. Uh, talked uh, a lot about, you know, being from Charlotte, playing for the Hornets. I think when you did a workout year and then in summer league, is it ever going to not feel surreal if you're playing here? You know, the Charlotte across San Jersey for you? Um, I think every day, you know, I try to take it one day at a time. You know, every day I come in here and I'm very appreciative of my opportunity and just um, having my family down the road and um, I don't think it'll ever get old. What have these been, I think, first couple months for you as an NBA player since you've signed right after Summer League? What, is, what have been the first couple months been like in terms of being in the facility, mm -hmm. being around some of these vets? Yeah, honestly, just... Um, it's been really hungry, to be honest. You know, um, I guess it hasn't really even hit me yet. Yeah, um, I guess I'm an NBA player. You know, is this? I feel like I just have so much to prove, and I'm just honestly, I'm just ready to play. Like you defended for Ed Miller in a, in a game this past season, it feels like he struggled against you. Do you ever have conversations with him about how you defended him, and uh, do you guys replay that game in your head? Yeah. Um, you know, obviously he's the second pick, so he he did his job, but. Um, when he, uh, we joke around a lot, you know, that's, that's my boy. Um, when he get out of line a little bit, I like to remind him of that game. Uh, try to humble him a little bit. Would you, you guys have to give me a school to Michigan last year here. Mm -hmm. um, so what was that like being able to play here in the arena? Right. But that first time in the preseason, to yeah. be able to go back out there and do it as an NBA player. Right. That, that, Man, it's, it's crazy because um, I probably had like 20-something tickets that game. And it's like all my boys came and it's, you know, one guy in particular, you know, he's been my, my best friend since we were probably like five years old. And, you know, my whole life, he was always, he would always tell me, oh, you're going to Carolina. Even when I wasn't a Carolina fan, he was like, oh, you're going to Carolina. You play for the Hornets. And then, obviously, he comes to the game where I play here. 
I play pretty good and he's just like, bro, I can see you here, like you're gonna end up here. And it's crazy though, like I'm here, he's just like, so happy for me, you know, I call him all the time. So this is, this, I love, I honestly love me all of that. You're gonna get a ticket short of Chris. 100%, he definitely got the ticket. Any game he wants to, yeah. Like you, you said something when you had your draft work out here, um, something along the lines of like you really find out who loves basketball during this process, but you know, going team to team all over the country. How did that process benefit you looking back at hindsight now that you're a little bit removed from it? How did going through all that and all the traveling mm-hmm. and the working out, how does that make you a better player, editor, right. set you up for where you are now? Right. Um, well, just the whole pre-draft process itself for anyone, my view. One workout, 15, whatever the case may be. I was fortunate enough to have around 14, 15 workouts. And some of the guys in my workouts also had around that many workouts. And it's just seeing how they react when they hit that that wall, that the fatigue wall. And I just kind of assured myself how like mentally strong I am and that I'm prepared myself, you know, to um, put myself in this position to be successful. Well, you're never really a big stack guy, I guess, in college. Um, sometimes I can, for just an average fan, they just may look at you and say, you know, maybe not have you worthy or maybe not have a chance to be in the rotation, but that, that's been pretty wrong time and time again with guys being able to play like Terry Martin and mm-hmm. not stepped up. Do you look at guys like that and say, like, that's my motivation and I can still make this lead? Yeah, I mean, I don't really need any motivation. Um, I kind of motivate myself regardless of what people got to say. But um, at the end of the day, yeah, like the stats prove itself. It's a lot of guys in the NBA that come from the G League who are really, I guess, stat guys. Um, like a guy like Draymond has made a lot. You know, he's made a great career for himself off of just not being a stat guy. So just being able to be versatile and move around on the court is what I pride myself on. And if the stats show up, they will. But um, at the end of the day, if I'm on the court and we get the win, that's what I care about. How important do you feel like it is for a team to have somebody that it's kind of like that glue guy mm-hmm. to be the guy that everyone looks for. Mm-hmm. I mean, I keep bringing up Draymond, but you know, the Warriors are like, they built like a dynasty, and I feel like Draymond's a big piece of that, regardless of his stats and stuff like that. So um, I feel like every team has a guy that's similar to that role. Honestly, I feel like pretty much every team in the league has a guy like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you're obviously on a two-way contract, and you have conversations with uh, Jordan Sir and Camp and how you're going to be used uh, this far? Um, no, not yet. We've just been, uh, honestly, Jordan works me out literally every every single day, Monday through Friday, around 8 in the morning, and we've built a great relationship. You know, I love him to death. Um, he's just a player's coach, you know, a great guy to be around, and he's helped me improve my game dramatically so far with just the short amount of time I've been here, so yeah, I'm super excited for that. Hey, you welcome back. You, you obviously made a big jump last season, kind of getting into the rotation full time and extended was a goal you're going into the season. How do you argue what are your challenges in building on having such a big year? Where do you want to take another big step this season? Um us as a team, I think our goal is just meaning to get to the playoffs for me individually. That uh, be more consistent than last season. Uh, I feel like there was a stretch during the year where I was I didn't play as as well as I played in the beginning. Um, I think I picked it up toward the end of end of last season, so I'd probably say just try to be a little bit more consistent.
what do you like about how this front orientation is coming together? You've got a lot of guys that are kind of locked in right now, ready. Miles Doc, what do you like about the identity that's forming between Mark, JC, guys like that? I think uh, between all the guys in the front for you know, me, Mark, JT, Miles, PJ, I think, you know, we're going to be like a, a very physical team. Um, uh, you know, we got a lot of guys that are vers uh, versatile as well, you know. Um, I think all of us who are, who are, you know, three through five, so that's, you know, it makes Chris's job a lot easier and Coach's job a lot, coaching style job a lot easier. And what do you think that you started seeing in your own game and started doing that gave Cliff the kind of trust to give you more run and then it led to, you know, the thing that Sam said, getting the extension? Like, well, what part of your game do you feel like went to that next level? Um, I probably say the game probably just slowed down for me mentally. Um, also, and I didn't really try to go out of myself. Try to I didn't really try to do anything that Cliff didn't ask of me. So I think that just put a lot of trust in him and a lot of, a lot of trust in him within my game. One of the things he said to us on a couple of occasions is that you guys are going to have a lot of diverse lineups and with the extended gym work. You know, how different does it look for you guys in terms of the different options that you seem to have on a team, you know, especially with the different groups of five that you could put on the floor at any given time. What was your question? How, di how different has it looked to be able to be as versatile in the lineup as, as you got it uh, uh, Honestly, wouldn't, wouldn't be able to answer that for you. Uh, for me, I would just say we have guys on our team that, you know, any any given night, anybody could show up. Um, I thought that's how deep we are when it comes to our bench. Uh, I think something that held us back last year was injury. So I think that, you know, if we stay injury-free and hopefully everyone stay injury-free, you know, it could be anybody's, anybody's game that night. Nick, you, uh, I hate to start with the negative, but you, you led the team in illegal screens last year. Is that, <coughs> is that something that you're aware of? And is that something that you're trying to clean up? And, and is there like a common theme that you saw when you had those illegal screens? Uh, for sure. Um, I think that's just something that, you know, last season was probably my first, was my first season I actually get consistent minutes. So I really wasn't able to get back a rhythm before last season. So I think that, you know, that's just one of the mistakes that, you know, every every player just has to go through. You know, you, you see the mistake, you try to correct it, and then you just move on from it. You're going opposite that. You shot one for one, 100% from three last season. Yeah. Uh, is, is that something you work on in your game at all this offseason and stepping beyond that three-point order? Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, Rex, Rex, Bruce, and myself, you know, we lot, we practice shooting threes towards the end of each of my workouts. It's not something that, you know, my game is going to be molded around, but it's something that, you know, I'm trying to put put towards my game so, you know, later on in the future, you know, maybe I could shoot threes consistently like a Brook Lopez or something.